a lot of people have different views on what Lent is to be about. I think that Lent is a season of simplicity. It's a time to strip away the false and to expose the truth. Things sometimes need to be torn apart and turned inside out. How else can the wind and the sun cleanse a winter's worth of rot? I remember as a kid, my mom doing spring cleaning as a, as a really little kid about Alice's age. And everything came out of the house. Everything was set out the first beautiful sunny day and she would take everything out and she would strip all the bed linens and wash it and then this was back before we had a dryer and she would hang everything on the line and the breeze would blow and the sheets would dance and my brother and I would run all around just laughing and chasing each other. It's when we got along. Completely oblivious to all of the hard work and toil that my mom was going through. Uh, I look back on it and I remember just shaking rugs and beating rugs and, and sweating. And we're just looking at her and enjoying everything she had. And of course, when it was done, the smell of freshness that we were able to enjoy and we didn't do anything for it. It was all mom. As Joel says, rent your hearts, not your garments. We always sometimes make a show of certain things, but God is looking on the inside. Psalm 51 reminds us that it's not about the offerings. It's about a contrite heart. Return to the Lord. Spring is always a time for newness. And God is not someone to be scared of. Even as we recognize our own sinfulness, even in the Old Testament, when everybody thinks, oh, he's this gloom and doom God of revenge, Joel says he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. He relents from sending calamity. And who knows? Maybe he will turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing. In this season <coughs> of renewal and simplicity, people do various activities or things to allow themselves to, to feel a sense of sacrifice at this time. But I always remind people it, 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 that's a good thing. I've got no problem with people giving up chocolate or meat or how they do that. But it's also a renewal of the spirit. And what things renew the spirit? It is prayer and study and working with people who 
have need. They, they don't have to just be the poor. We know a lot of people that are going through a depressed time right now. According to the news, young women between 22 and 18 are the most more depressed than they've ever been. I don't know how they do these studies, but that is what has been related. And we need to shine a little light where we can. We need to open up our minds and allow God's light to filter in, clear out the fuzzies that get in there, the, 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 the worries or the angst or just the day-to-day struggles that we seem to be addicted to. We need to be able to begin to remove those things and open ourselves to the more, the greater, the more hopeful possibility of God's presence in our lives. The excess baggage that we carry, the sin that we berate ourselves with, we have to learn to turn it over to God. This is the season in which we do that. This is a season in which it's not just our expression, but God's God's expression. And the good part about all of this is as it comes every year, it's a new opportunity. And people will look from the outside into the church and say, there the hypocrites go again. Going before their God to give up and give up their sin and ask for forgiveness. But who, what good parent does not continue to call their children unto them, to bring them closer, to forgive them, to offer them new opportunity? We do it over and over and over again. I have, a, I have a child. I'm not going to say which one. I only have two. But one is chronically late. Chronically late. And there's always something that was left behind. <laughs> something. A little closer home here in the second row here. There's always the struggle between trying to get where we need to be from where we are. And as, as a parent, I will continue to do things to find new ways to, you know, the old set the clock back or what, whatever it takes. And I find that when I was younger, it was far more frustrating as it is older. You think that Five or ten years, you get more flustered. But I find myself to be more patient because I know my child struggles with this. And it's not something that they do on purpose. I know psychologists will say, well, they're exhibiting power. No, they just can't get their act together. There's a difference. And if you know your child, you know the difference. So what do we do when we're faced with our 
own sinfulness and mortality. There's really only two services in the Christian year today and Good Friday where we really come to grips truly with our lack of faithfulness at times, with our sinfulness when we miss the mark. This is when we dwell upon that which keeps us from God. And I know that it happens every day for some of us. One of the first things that I always like to make sure that people understand is we don't get everything right, not even in the church. But what we try not to do is fool ourselves into thinking we're just all okay. The happy-go-lucky church, the warm and fuzzy church, those only work for certain seasons But for a people who are striving for the transformational power that God provides through Jesus Christ, bless you, we desperately need to be able to know that we aren't to be left to our own designs, but we in fact have a Savior that is Christ the Lord. Going back to what Taylor read, All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciled to the world through himself in Christ, not counting our sins against us. And he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. These are the words of hope. These are the words of expectation. And these are the things that we build the foundation of our church upon. We have a blessed opportunity right now to to revel in Jesus and his work. Not something of our own doing but the freshness and the gift of the light of Jesus Christ. Jesus renews us so that we can be like children. She can run free. I have no problem with that. Let her, let her run free. I'm about to make a point about children running free. <laughs> well, that's right. Suffer not the children to... Well, I'm not Jesus, so I have to be careful there. I don't want to screw that up. But it is the lightheartedness that we search for, that we crave, that we're not left as we are, but we are given opportunity after opportunity for hope and connection with God through Jesus Christ. That is the very breath that we breathe. That is the spirit that comes upon us. It is what we all crave at the very deepest parts. I know most people have it together far more than than I've got it figured out in some ways, but 
I don't rely on my own abilities and expectations. I rely on God doing the toil and sweat so that I can just run about. And this season, even though it brings us to the stark reality of the fact that we are from dust and to dust that we will return, it is not the final calling of God for us to be mortal. The final calling of God is for us to be immortal. And through that immortality, share in the delights and the gifts of heaven. And this is what we're called to share. Not just with the chosen, but with all people who are craving and searching, who are dealing with their stuff. Today is a reminder that we are earthen vessels and we're cracked and we're aging and we're feeling aches and pains. Man, just this in the past couple of weeks, and I'm sure some of you can can relate, you you, you wake up and you're like, all right, what's going to hurt today? Check your neck and your back and your arms, and there's always something. Those things are temporary. And some sweet day, when enough is enough, we will go to sleep and we will wake up with perfect bodies in a perfect setting around those who have been faithful and loving, and we will rejoice from age to age. What we do with this promise, what we do with this gift, what we do with this remembrance is what fuels the kingdom of God here on earth. And I thank you for sharing with this with me today. And I ask that you remember that pain is temporary, that God's forgiveness is forever. His cross takes all sin. And that we don't have to struggle. We just need to accept it. Let us pray. Father, we come before you in this day as people who are limited physically, spiritually, emotionally. But we seek after the one that in whom we can trust to take us where we need to be, not where we want to be, where we need to be, in the comfort and expression of love that is Christ Jesus, that everyone here, no matter what the struggle 
or what the sorrow or what the pain is does not matter. But everyone who comes before you receives your blessing. We with humble hearts open ourselves this day to that which is in the finite world with the hopes of the infinite that is yet to come. Hear us now as we pray as your son taught us when he taught us to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.